Well, hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I'm going to jump into some headlines for you guys tonight. So if you haven't listened to my uh, program before, um, I give you news and views from a biblical West Texans point of view. Uh, the main word there is biblical. And so I try to, to tell you guys about what's going on in the world today and how it relates to the Bible. And uh, just to let you guys know that we are living in the end days. If you haven't listened to uh, my uh, episodes or if you haven't, you know, really looked around the world today or opened your Bible, say, in a while. Uh, so uh, you can go back and listen to the last few episodes. I'm doing a study, um, actually the book of Revelation and talking about the tribulation. And so we're... Uh, going through that and studying that right now. And uh, anyway, so that kind of gives you an idea of when people say, you know, what's coming because you have Armageddon, you have all this stuff coming um, in the end times. And so I'm trying to, uh, you know, let people warn people of what's coming. And so if you haven't accepted Christ as your savior, uh, please, please uh, try to make that decision as soon as you can, because we are not guaranteed our next breath. Um, Anyway, so um, like I always say, I try to give the gospel on this uh, program every single time because you never know who's listening. So just like I tell everybody, we have all fallen short uh, and we all deserve death. So we deserve the wages of sin or death. And um, so we've all missed that mark. And so um, if uh, if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus um, as your Savior, I pray that you would do that today. And all you got to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved, he says. So let's jump in. So applauding while murdering babies and the church is too weak to defend them. Uh, because, you know, it's all about planning new churches and growing their pocketbooks. Oops, oops, I'm sorry. I mean, their congregations. Uh, more headlines tonight. So let's jump in. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for listening so much. Um, and I hope I hope that the Lord... Um, you know, speaks to you through the scriptures and, you know, maybe um, as Christians all over the world, I pray that um, I can bring you some encouragement um, and just to let you know that the Lord is sovereign and nothing happens without him allowing it. So, uh, yeah, let's jump in. So first of all, thunderous applause over murdering children. And will it happen again? This is by Shane Eidelman. So let's check it out. Uh, Shane Ottoman. I think his brother is Kyle Ottoman, Ottoman, if I'm not right, if I'm not mistaken. I've read a couple of his books. He's got some really good books out there. Um, anyway, so let's check it out. This is on Christian Headlines. Sorry, guys, it's a little late in my hour. So, uh, Thunder Applause with Shane Ottoman, pastor of the Westside Christian Fellowship. Uh, and this was posted Monday, April 25th. And you guys can check it out at ChristianHeadlines.com. So a few years ago, he says he wrote an article with a similar title when the so-called Reproductive Health Act passed with thunderous applause in the New York State Senate chamber. Uh, he said he could not believe what he was reading. People actually applauded the slaughtering of children. And he thought um, he was having a dream or a nightmare. He's like, is this real? Uh, and will it happen again if AB 2223 passes in California? So um, I jumped on, I believe it was yesterday or today. I'm not sure, but I think it was yesterday. And I talked about that. Um, that very AB 2223, and uh, it is a monstrosity. Um, they want you to be able to murder your baby up to seven days old. Yes, yes, this is actually going on 
right now. But anyway, we're going to read on. As Real Impact uh, clearly states on their AB 2223 fact sheet. Here it is. We'll make infanticide the killing of born babies legal in California. This unprecedented bill states that a person will not be, quote, subject to civil or criminal liability or penalty, unquote, based on their actions, quote, with respect to their pregnancy or actual potential or alleged pregnancy outcome, including miscarriage, stillborn, or abortion, or perinatal death, unquote. The key part here is the perinatal part. So he says, in other words, this bill would shield a mother and anyone helping her from civil and criminal, uh, criminal charges for any actions or omissions related to her pregnancy. In practice, this bill will allow legal penalties to be removed from mothers, doctors, or accomplices who cause the perinatal death of infants days, weeks, or months after birth. This is exactly what happens when the Golden State worships the Golden Calf. Silent shepherds, our silence offends God. While human life is devalued, atrocities such as the Holocaust, slavery, sex trafficking, and abortion inevitably occur. Pastors are to be pillars who support truth and defend the faith. We need more prophets in our pulpits and less puppets. Leonard Ravenhill. God help us when we ignore our calling to confront evil. We need men filled with the spirit of God rather than political correctness. This battle is for the very soul of our nations, Kyle Ottoman says. He continues, he says, silent shepherds do not want to offend. As a result, they fail to defend the innocent. Abortion is rarely mentioned, so repentance is rarely sought. They want to build a church rather than break a heart, coddle and comfort rather than stir and convict. But he says, he says, but have we ever stopped to consider that our silence may be offending God? Oh, I think it does way more than just offend God. I think it angers God. Probably breaks his heart as well. Anyway, he continues, the passivity always reflects a calloused heart. The graphic uh, description of abortion is heart-wrenching and soul-searching. It would require a warning for the graphic content if I included it, he said. He continues and he says, how much more is the taking of a life after birth? Life is precious and we must fight for it, he says. From the formation of a child's first tiny cells to life's final breath, all life has dignity and value because each and every one of us is made in the image of God. That was from Focus on the Family. Will thunderous applause take place if AB 2223 passes? Will pastors have the blood of the innocent of their hands on their hands if they don't already? Time will tell. But if this doesn't make, wake America up, I'm not sure what will. Our passivity is simply a reflection of a cold and callous heart. And remember, as California goes, so goes the nation. But he says, but keep reading because you can make a difference. Hope for the hurting. How can we undo the emotional pain that we experience from abortion? First, don't allow past brokenness to cause future pain, he says. We are to forget those things that are behind us and focus on those things that are ahead. Philippians 3.13, abortion is not an unpardonable sin. Christ died for every sin, including abortion. And of course, there's a short video. If you guys want to watch that, please go to ChristianHeadlines.com to watch that. This is uh, Pastor Kyle Ottoman. Or I'm sorry, not Kyle it's Shane. I believe that's his brother. 
<laughs> so he goes on and says, second, read Psalm 51. And often God's unfailing love and compassion will see you through. We lean on his strength for the future, not on our failures from the past. John 10, 10 says that Jesus came to give us life, freedom, and a relationship with him. He is our only hope, the only source of true peace. Are you experiencing this peace? If not, that can change. If you trust in him as Lord and Savior, repent and turn to him. And that is Romans chapter 10, verse 9. So, folks, as always, if you've you know, if you've had an abortion or you know somebody that's had an abortion, um, there is no unpardonable sin. Not now. Now, there was when Jesus walked um, the earth, but not now. God will forgive you. Jesus will wash you clean and forgive you that sin. And uh, <clears throat> just like um, Pastor, oh my gosh, I completely blanked out. Pastor Billy Crone says from getalifemedia.com, getalifemedia.com, Sunrise Bible Church. Um, he uh, did the thing on Easter and it was wonderful. And he says, God sees you as though you've never sinned. So if you have accepted Jesus Christ into your life and you've asked Christ to forgive you for your sins, guess what? You have the righteousness of Christ. And so when God looks at you, God doesn't see all your sin and wretchedness and filth. No, because Christ's blood has washed you clean, has washed that sin away. And he remembers it no more, he says. Once you've asked for forgiveness, that sin is gone, never to remember again. So when God looks at you, it's as if you have never sinned, no matter what you've done. I don't care what you've done. And you know the good thing? If you read your Bible, you know, not let somebody tell you in Latin what they think it means or whatever. I'm telling you folks, the Bible says not to call anybody on earth your father, for you have one heavenly father and he is in heaven. You have one advocate, which is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So you don't confess your sins to any father here on earth. You confess your sin to Jesus Christ himself. We have because of the blood of the Lamb, because of Jesus, we can go directly to the throne of God for mercy. So remember that. Remember that. You don't have to go tell anybody. No matter what you've done, dark, I don't care what it is, because believe me, I am no saint. <laughs> well, I am now since I'm a Christian, but before, I was a wretch, like wretched radio. <laughs> I am the wretch. Oh, I am a wretch. I'm telling you, but thank God for the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father. So when God sees me, He doesn't see me for what I was. He sees me for who I am through His Son, Jesus Christ. So praise God for that. So there is good news, and that's why it's called the good news. It is good news. All your sin can be washed away, and you can be a brand new person. All the bags that you carry with you today, guess what? Why are you carrying it? Christ went to the cross for you and for me. Lay it down at his feet and ask him to forgive you. And guess what? He will. He promises he will. I'll tell you what, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God does not change. So unlike the Mormons, when you can uh, buy out Coca-Cola, now you can have caffeine. No, our God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Anyway, I always want to throw that out there because it is good news. It is the best news ever. You're saved from hell. And it is a free gift. Okay. I'm going to get off there. <laughs> Moving along. What other headlines do we have going on today? Well, there's a lot. 
So it's National Day of Diversity, Inclusion, Meditation, and Benign Prayer. Oh, yes, folks. David Furiazzo uh, at davidfuriazzo.com. You can check this out. He posted this on April the 20th, 2022. Mm. So the National Day of Prayer is coming up in a few weeks. And a school board, get this, folks, and a school board is apologizing because the true God was referred to in the name of Jesus was mentioned. Also, Joe Biden hosted the Easter Bunny at the White House, had an egg hunt, and ignored Christians by refusing to acknowledge God. Joe Biden don't know what the hell is going on. That boy has, oh, man, that's so pathetic, pathetic. I pray that he knows Jesus. I really do. Um because he is, man, the lights are on, but no one's home. That elevator don't go to the top. He most definitely is not the brightest bulb in the pack, and I don't even think he has a color in the crayon box. So let's move on. Uh, but Franklin Graham is calling on Americans to repent and turn back to God. There are plenty of examples of the hypersensitivity we've seen when it comes to offending anyone except those who adhere to the biblical worldview. First, just over a week ago, large numbers of Muslims gathered in Times Square in New York City to openly pray and celebrate Ramadan. But in Florida, a school board decided to commemorate the National Day of Prayer coming up Thursday, May the 5th, and caused a controversy when one member of the board had the audacity in America to make an exclusive claim stating that Jesus Christ is the one true God. Miami-Dade County Board Member Christy Fraga, who introduced the resolution, said its purpose was to unite people of all faiths and encourage those who want to get together and pray to do so. Dozens of community members attended the school board's meeting and spoke in favor of the revolution. Uh, resolution. <laughs> Almost said revolution. Oh, board member Lubby Navarro shared about the power of prayer helping her through a difficult time last year when her daughter uh, was in a coma. She said by having schools recognize the National Day of Prayer, students and administrators going through hard times might be encouraged to pray and seek the Lord's help. But she went too far when Navarro referred to God as creator and said he is Jesus Christ. Some were offended. The Bible states that believers have redemption through Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins, and adds, for by him all things are, were created in heaven and, and, are, and on earth, visible or invisible. And that's Colossians 1.16. A 17-year-old Muslim student was offended and told the Miami Dade or the Miami Herald the whole discussion was disheartening. But I actually agree with what she said next. The fact that they just said we could all just pray together was ignorant. We all prayed differently. So it's not practical to just assume we can all pray, uh, all come together and pray. Christians touting ecumenism, oh, goodness gracious, or unifying with other religions. Take note, it's not unity that they want, it's uniformity. In most cases, historically, Christians are the ones who often willingly compromise and neutralize the gospel. To me, they neuter the gospel is a better way to put that. But anyway, he goes, let's face it. We pray to the only living God. Others pray to false gods and idols. Some pray to inanimate objects. Others pray to dead people, to nature, or to the universe. But what say you? Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or Lord and God. If the resurrection is true and Jesus is who he said and taught that he is, then the tomb is still empty and he is alive. So you can read more on that article at davidfuriazzo.com. davidfuriazzo.com. It's kind of sad that this day and age, 
this is still going on and we have um pat i'll tell you what though i will tell you what in regards to the shane ottoman article um pastor uh jack hibbs at uh chino hills calvary chapel church there in chino hills california is there and he is making an uproar about this ab 2223 and he was there on the state capitol as well um to talk against that but anyway we're gonna move on so chief advisor of Klaus Schwab's in the World Economic Forum boasts of dreams of dictators are now possible. That's a video that you guys might want to go check out. If you want to check that out, go to olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org, and go under the headlines, and you're going to find all kinds of headlines that you're going to be like, what happened? So uh, Dr. Pian McAuliffe talks about a pilot's heart attack over the COVID shot and says it fits the pattern. Uh, yeah, because this physician said that with more than 200 papers published on myocarditis in relationship to the vaccines, the MRI pattern is uh, starting to become clear. And so he was on uh, regarding snow. McCullough said that it is uh, that in ab the absence of coronary disease, there's no other explanation. But folks, let me tell you, they've now made uh, these mRNA vaccines um, okay for children. Have y'all heard that? That's the latest for the kiddos to go get the clot shot. Mm -hmm. Yep. Take your kids on down for that clot shot, folks. You know, and uh, perhaps sterilize them at the same time. You know, nobody knows what's in that. 42,000 deaths. 42,000 deaths and counting. And that was just what was voluntarily reported and uh we all know they probably shut down the VAERS website and you know yeah you can't trust anything anymore so coincidence or conspiracy why are so many food processing plants catching fire Ooh, that's interesting but they aren't isolated incidents in fact fires have been mysteriously erupting in america's food processing facilities for many months strangely the latest fires happened during the same week that the FBI admitted that uh, America's farmers are now being specifically targeted by ransomware attacks. You guys can check that out at prophecynewswatch.com. Prophecynewswatch.com. Go check that out. Uh, threat to national sovereignty set to go down May 22nd to the 28th at the World Health Organization's World Health Assembly. Now, I talked about that. I believe that was this afternoon or last night. That is leohoman.com. Leohoman.com com you know i love him you know it a uh, new social credit system could lead to quote serious violations of rights unquote and spark a dangerous trend and that is harbingersdaily.com you can check that out there i do believe i read this article but anyway it's a person score will then provide them with benefits such as discounts cultural activities and more despite the city's insistence that no one will be forced to participate in the social credit system, many are sounding the alarm about the dangers of its implementation, saying it could easily be expanded and abused by governing authorities. No, no, they would never do that. Are you kidding? No, no, they wouldn't do that. We're only going to shut down for two weeks, remember? Just two weeks to stop the curve. Yeah, two weeks, two years, eight months, four years, a decade. Eh, you know get this shot everything will be all right here wear this mask wear this mask shut down everything stay in your house two two weeks 14 days that's right here wear this mask here. no no now you gotta wear two masks oh now you gotta get this vaccine oh yes yes oh now you need a you need a booster vaccine yep nope 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 it's a, nope you need another you need another booster and yep you need another booster 
And uh, yeah, you're just going to just keep on getting those boosters. That's right. At least you don't have to wear four masks now. Some do. I still see people with masks on. I'm like, bless your heart. But hey, I look at it this way. They could also, you know, have a compromised immune system. So, you know, I just, what really, what really, you know, upsets me, not really upsets me, but kind of breaks my heart is I see people in their cars driving still to this day. This is 2022, April 28th, 2022. I still see people in their cars with the windows rolled up wearing a mask. I'm like, oh, oh, bless your heart. You have drank that Kool-Aid and you still got the red all around your mouth. Yep. But what can I say? Mm. It's sad, folks. It's sad that they're in that much fear. Anyway, so move over to Nimrod. Nimrod, uh, Amazon gets the green light for its Tower of Babel headquarters. Don't know if you guys have seen this, but this is an Santa tea, man. I'm telling you, the helix stands out because of its possible resemblance to the Old Testament's Tower of Babel. An attempt to, in attempt by man to reach the heavens before mankind's language was confused by God in the 11th chapter of Genesis. So now American churches are killing Christianity. Church of Cowards, been saying that for a while. But let's check this article. This is American Thinker. Let's check it out. Uh, this is posted April 23rd of 2022. And uh, let me increase that font even with my new glasses. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you what. I don't like these advertisements. Okay. So this is by M.B. Matthews. So Matt Walsh's latest book, Church of Cowards, A Wake-Up Call to Complacent Christians rips contemporary Christians a new one before he discusses the theologically sound aspects of the Christian church in America. He takes many of them to ask long. He take oh, he takes many of them uh, to task along with their perverse theology. He admonishes Christians for their craven cowardness in the face of woke liberalism and perverse sexual ideologies. Walsh's justifiable died tribes are spot on. The church in America must get aggressive about removing secularist practices. Among the complexities of the book, Walsh has this to say about pastors officiating at gay weddings. When, quote, this is Matt Walsh, when a large evangelical church in Colorado set out to become more, quote, welcoming, unquote, recently, it decided that including open homosexuals in every level of leadership in ministry was, of course, the best way to approach that goal. The pastor also invited church ministers to follow their hearts on the question of officiating at gay weddings. This sort of welcome is increasingly common in churches around the country. And to what end? You have only welcomed the world into the same unbiblical rel relativistic view it had already it had already long since adopted and proclaimed. Indeed, you have not welcomed the world at all. The world has welcomed you. Uh, so he continues on uh, M.B. Matthews here with this article. And he says, Walsh, ask us to imagine that a heathen horde comes to America from a foreign land looking to vanquish Christians and Christianity. So they look for a church where they can slaughter some Christians. A man directs them to one, but the heathen are confused because the church looks more like a post office or a medical clinic. They go inside and find what looks like a rehab center for wealthy drug abusers. The heathens enter and find people in casual clothing and sipping coffee. And uh, Matt Walsh's book states, um, 
they had pictured an American filled with pious, modest, prayerful believers, but instead they find silly, shallow, oversexed, nihilistic zombies who live vicariously through their phones, which they have stocked with photographs of their own faces. They hear a band performing a pop song. Nobody is demonstrating anything approaching reverence. There is no sign that anything sacred is happening here or that anyone believes it is. That's from Matt Walsh's book. We're continue. Uh, M.B. Matthews continues, and he says he also sings. Uh, uh, yeah, he also singes casual, ill-conceived non-judgmentalism that has seen the Christian faith debased and desacralized. Of course, he goes on to say, in the old days, this is Matt Walsh. In the old days, Christians wanted their churches to be beautiful. Now we go out of our way to make sure our churches are not beautiful. Lest the beauty give anyone the uncomfortable impression that God is present. The blandness and ugliness of the physical building will often be met and exceeded by what is actually happening in it. People milling about in flip-flops, in shorts, chatting loudly in the lobby and in the pews, a jeans-clad church band playing music too hokey to be secular but too secular to be sacred. Never a moment of solemn silence, never a moment of contemplation. M.B. Matthews continues in his article, and he says, Church of Howard's, Church of Cowards laments the casual approach to Christ and decrees the Jesus is my buddy mentality among many Christians, not to mention the help and wealth gospel of some megachurches. He also has a few choice words for woke pastors and a justified blistering of many insipid, predictable, emotionally manipulative faith-based movies and TV series portraying Jesus as someone who never had a harsh word or had never had a harsh or judgmental word for anyone is not only inaccurate, but sacrilegious. Jesus spoke more about sin and hell than about love and never called his disciples, you guys. While there is something to be said for the more modern approaches to drawing younger people to faith, much of the time relevance becomes irreverence. A church without judgment is a pathologically enabling church. When Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged, he was not saying never to judge anyone. He was saying that when you judge others, do so intelligently, rationally, and do not do what you accuse others of doing. We are to judge each other. How else do we know who to avoid and who to embrace? Jesus judged everyone. His flaming diatribe against the Pharisees is a good example. The entire biblical story is about a God who judges, not a God who tells his followers not to sweat it, but to eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow you'll get rich because some shyster Gaia worshiper says you deserve it. The health and wealth gospel is a mercenary faith where the believer believes only so far as it benefits his temporal life. The pastor says nothing about sin, redemption, repentance, or repentance, holiness, or obedience. What kind of weird anemic religion is this? It is certainly not Christianity. Christ preached sacrifice, hardship, suffering, and death, even though his ultimate message was about the conquest of sin and death on the cross for believers. But today's churches are increasingly offering the same get-out-of-hell-free cards the culture offers. Whatever you do is good because you are being true to yourself and are following your heart and your truth. That is not Christianity. That is enhanced 60s hedonism. Want to be gay? Why not? 
Want to be a woman? Just shave, grow long hair, take hormones, dress up, wear padded bras, and join the Navy in the women's curling team. Want to mess with little kids? Have at it. But make sure the parents don't find out. Want to be an anti-white racist, a cop hater, a Marxist, or a corrupt pro-Russian politician with a job that pays hundreds of thousands of dollars a month because daddy lives in the White House? Yeah, go for it. Want to make personal happiness your priority? Why not? After all, what is more important than being happy? Want to avoid being insulted or suffering any form of anxiety? Huh. We will move heaven and earth to give you that safe place or that safe space. Want to shut people up you disagree with? Great. Happy to close down our business or website because your delicate sensibilities are offended. Want to deny that Satan exists better still in fact? Best. Too many of our churches have watered down Christianity into a church of cowards. Too cowed to speak up. They are told that Jesus would never behave that way. Jesus behaved exactly that way. He was strong, not wimpy. He got angry. He didn't slink away when confronted with disbelief and evil. He challenged his followers to give up everything for him, to be strong and courageous, not to wuss out. He went to the cross for fallen, sinful human beings and never shrank from his mission like many of today's churches are doing. The, those churches are insipid, lukewarm, beige imposters pretending to be real food and drink, real sustenance. In reality, their spiritual diets are poisoning their customers. All that being said, there is great comfort, happiness, and true deep joy in the Christian life when lived rightly and understood clearly. And, of course, Walsh laments, and this is from Walsh, and he says, Matt Walsh out of his book, the modern church-going experience is marked by its lack of reverence. It does not give a hint of anything sacred or mystical. There is nothing that forces the reality and presence of God into your mind. Church has become an extension of secular culture rather than an antidote to it. And uh, M.B. Matthews continues, and he says, To get those warm bodies into their doors. Many heretical churches have sacrificed themselves on the fiery altar of culture and in the process have fed their hungry, worshiping victims secular venom. They are robbing generations of the satisfaction of personal responsibility, purity, and the joy of methodological accomplishment. The church of cowards is stealing everything Christ demanded of his followers. Take up your cross and follow me does not mean following him in a Tesla to Aspen or a private jet to Davos. These churches are doing Christians no good and, in fact, maybe veritably killing them with kindness. And he ends with Jesus wept. Folks, go to the American Thinker. Check out that article. That's by M.B. Matthews. And I could not, exp I could not make it any better. That is exactly how I feel. I mean, he nailed it. He nailed it. And I've been saying that for years. And he nailed it. Yep. While we sit in the, in the, it's all about getting them dollars in them seats. Get those dollars in them seats. Let's just play this, this, this seven chorus music. You know, let's just play the same thing over and over and over and over. No mention of Jesus, no reverence. 
Let's just play it over and over and over and over. You know who else does that? Hinduism does that. You know who else does that? The occult does stuff like that. Over and over and over and over. Go check out Spencer Smith's Third Atom. And you'll be like, whoa, that's what she's talking about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Spencer Smith on YouTube. Go check him out. Watch Third Atom. Third Atom 1, 2, and 3. You'll be like, what? The last one is the rise of the divine feminine. And you'll be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, folks. It's all been planned. It's all happening. Once again, that is American churches are killing Christianity at theamericanthinker.com. What else is going on? Well, let's see. I haven't been on headlines in a while. FBI warns of cyber attacks on food plants following mysterious rash of fires. That was all the way back on uh, April 24th. Yippers. Daniel's prophecy validates our hope in Jesus. Imminent appearing. Jonathan Brentner. Oh, he's a good one, too. And, uh, yeah. So, I know I've gone back that far. So, let's see the newest ones. What else we got going on? So much. Did you ever think you'd be living in these days? I, personally, and I say it all the time, like, I never thought I would see these days. I never did. But yet, we are here, and God has us here for a reason. We're here for a reason to proclaim his truth until he comes. We're not here to be bumps on a log and lock ourselves in our houses and just whatever. We're here to do what he's called us to do, however he's called you to do it. Do what he's called you to do. That means knocking on neighbors' doors. If that means handing out flyers, if that means leaving um you know, little cards with, you know, the ABCs, whatever, whatever God has called you to do during these days, do it. Do it with a happy and sincere heart to serve our master, Lord Jesus Christ. Because I'm telling you, days are short. And once we are raptured, guess what? You know what you can't do in heaven? You know what you can't, you can't tell an unbeliever about the gospel, about the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You can't. You won't be able to do that anymore. But today, while we're here on the earth, while we're still here with breath in our lungs, we can still do that. We can still tell an unbelieving world that God loves them. He loves them so much that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to live a perfect life, to die as a sacrifice on the cross for our sins, as atonement for our sins, take our place on the cross, take the wrath of God when it should have been us. He's done it all. We don't have to do anything. What? Yes. All you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Ask him to forgive you and you will be forgiven, my friend. He will forgive you. Don't let pride stand in the way. You know who is prideful? Satan. He wanted to be God. He wanted to be worshipped as God. He wanted to be like the Most High. There's only one God, folks. Jehovah. Jireh. Jehovah, Yahweh. Ooh. So what do we got going on? We have hand-implanted microchips could be used for contactless payments. Folks, that's on Fox News. Four predictable things. Damon Duck, Rapture Ready. It was reported uh, that Russia has formally warned the U.S. that there could be unpredictable consequences if America doesn't stop sending weapons to Ukraine. According to the report, the U.S. made it clear that the weapons shipments will continue. What Russia's unpredictable consequences are is unknown, but here are four predictable 
thing. So you can check this out at RaptorReady.com. So what are they? Let's just check them out here. So number one, God will eventually put a hook in Gog's jaw and drag Russia in onto the mountains of Israel. So that's Gog, G-O-G. Every jot and tittle of God's word will be fulfilled. God will not deal kindly with Gog and Russia. That's G-O-G. And it will happen in the latter days or the latter years and latter days. Only God knows the day and the hour, but it sure does look close, he says. And of course, there's more um, events that are seeming to come that's going to indicate that we're getting close. One is concerning natural disasters, increasing in frequency and intensity at the end of the age. The Philippines were bombarded by a cyclone on April the 10th through the 12th with flooding and landslides that killed 167 people, left 110 missing, and impacted 1.9 million people. We're going to run through these really quick. I'm going to make sure that my mic is still working. Yes. Because <laughs> I don't want to have to go through that again. So, uh, anyway, number two, concerning natural disasters on April 14, 2022, the temperature at Vostok Station, Antarctica, dropped to negative 106.2 degrees Fahrenheit, the lowest ever on Earth. And that, folks, was in April. Kind of makes me a little skeptical about global warming, too. I kind of agree with um, uh, uh, Damon Duck there. Number three. Also concerning natural disasters on April 17, 2022, unusually heavy rains in Durban, South Africa caused flooding that killed more than 440 people, left more than five dozen missing, and made thousands homeless. Oh, Lord bless them and take care of them. Number four, concerning famine on April 13, 2022, it was reported that wholesale food prices in Germany increased by 22.6% between March 2021 and March 2022. This is the highest in 60 years. Number five, concerning pestilence. On April 16th, 2022, it was reported that avian flu has infected about 27 million chickens and turkeys in the U.S., and the price of a dozen eggs has gone from a dollar to $2.95 since last November. Of course, I bought organic. Mine's always been $2.99. It's now like $3 and something. Number six, concerning trouble over Jerusalem and a resumption of animal sacrifices at a rebuilt temple at the end of the age, Orthodox Jews have been preparing for that by practicing animal sacrifices at other locations near the Temple Mount in recent years. A Jewish group called back to the Temple Mount called for an animal sacrifice to be held on the Temple Mount on April 15th, 2022. That was Passover of this year. I'm not sure if that happened or not. Hamas and Islamic Jihad announced that they planned to cause trouble. They did, and more than 150 Muslims were wounded, and more than 400 were arrested. Six Jews were also arrested before they could offer a sacrifice. There you have it. Jerusalem is the cup of trembling and burden, burdensome stone prophesied in the Bible. The Bible indicates, um, the Bible in, indicates, yes, that, sorry, world leaders will eventually divide the Temple Mount, and when that happens, God will confront them. And, of course, there's more on that. Uh, with Rabbi uh, Rabbi Tuli Weiss, and he wrote that Hamas is terrified that after close to 75 years of statehood, Israel will begin turning its attention to the place where God chose to establish his name. Palestinian terrorists are getting scared as Jews are getting serious about restoring our Holy of Holies, the site we pray towards every day, and the building we beseech God for repeatedly throughout our liturgy. According to Weiss, when blood spills on Passover and Easter, it is time to rebuild the temple. 
course, we continue number seven concerning deceit and corruption. Emails on Hunter Biden's authenticated laptop shows that President Biden, as a former senator and as vice president of the United States, did have contact with several of Hunter's associates. Hmm. The authenticated emails proves that President Biden is either lying or mentally ill when he denies this. Is likely some of both, he says. Number eight, concerning the Battle of Gog and Magog, Russia appears to be growing angrier with Israel. On April the 7th, 2022, Israel voted in favor of a UN General Assembly resolution to suspend Russia's membership on the UN Human Rights Council, something that Russia said is an unfriendly, unlawful, and politically motivated gesture that would have consequences. Since then, Russia has accused Israel of violating numerous UN General Assembly and UN Secretary Council resolutions while occupying Palestinian lands, turning the Gaza Strip into an open-air prison, and imposing a sea, land, and air blockade on the Palestinians. On April 18, 2022, Russia called in and officially reprimanded Israel's ambassador to Russia for voting in favor of the UN General Assembly resolution. On the same day, Russia President Putin spoke to PA Chairman Abbas by phone, condemned Israel's response to Muslim riots on the Temple Mount, and pledged Russia's support for the PA cause. These are ominous words and actions since Russia and a group of Islamic allies will attack Israel in the latter days and, or the latter years in latter days, which we are living in. I say, I add that, but he says, finally, are you rapture ready? Folks, are you rapture ready? want to end this um, episode with that. Are you guys rapture ready? I hope so. I hope so. I hope you've made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life because when he comes to take us as bride, when we're snatched out of here, you better get ready because it's going to get ugly. If you want to know how ugly, you can listen to the last few episodes that I did. And uh, um, I'm, we're going through the uh, the book of Revelation, just the tribulation. So we started, in, I think, chapter, hmm, I want to say nine. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but we're going through uh, where the Bible talks about where the where the tribulation starts um, in the book of Revelation. Uh, and so, you know, the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that God will give you a blessing. He will bless you if you read and heed the words of the book of Revelation. So why not read the book of Revelation? So anyway, um, with that, guys, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, uh, yeah, like I always say, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, thank you so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you.